do I have to answer that now? <laughs> no. no, you're good. This week on the podcast, I... we're joined by Juve, who is here to talk about Skyrim modding. We've got news about Elden Ring to discuss, as well as the future of Stadia. Sorry, Juve, we are just going live. Guys, roll the intro. Ah. I, oh, there actually is. Oh, there's like a full animated intro and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, we'll do it live. What do you What do you think this is? Bush League? <laughs> I don't also, know. I have absolutely no clue. I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, I will also say, I said guys roll the intro as if it wasn't me pressing all the buttons. Uh, I don't know what that's about, but hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a bunch. I'm your host, Danny Kay. With me, as always, the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Green Elite Green. How are you doing today? I'm having a hell of a week. I'm here. Yeah. I broke my I broke my headphones. Uh, somehow, magically, they just broke. Guys, we're... so now I'm using some loaders. We are back to sad green. It's going to be we are like... back to sad green hours, and I am <laughs> not here for it. Yeah, I'm gonna go listen to Black Parade in in the shower and, and cry <laughs> after this. So, have I, have I used I... to get on the elliptical of that song when I was a kid. <laughs> it was awesome. That song rocked. You know, I never thought about it being a. Uh, <laughs> I never thought about it being a uh, good workout song, but I guess it's not ba- like it's not like a bad choice, is it? I also I also was twelve. There. <laughs> We're also joined by the spooky and the ukulele Mendachi. Mendachi, how are you doing? Man, I'm I'm pretty all right, you know. I'm just uh scuffing along through life. No flat tires, just super excited to see green. A uh, couple rungs down the ladder down here with the rest of us uh ill-gotten folks. Ooh. So uh how does it feel to be uh at, you know, the ground level again green uh it it is tough maintaining god status you know what i'm saying like being up there high on that ladder is is pretty hard you know to grip it on there so it's nice it's nice it's it's cool yeah i don't know how you do it so humble so humble how the mighty have fallen uh guys we're also joined this week by juve Juve, Hello. for the folks out there who haven't met you yet, who haven't had the bl- pleasure of meeting you, who are you, what do you do, and where can people find you? Uh, uh, well, I, uh, I, 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 I like to make uh, stupid uh, challenge and mod videos. Uh, well, the, the tagline I like to use is, I like to play the best games ever made in the dumbest ways possible. Um, <laughs> because I truly do believe that the Fallout and Elder Scrolls games, uh, regardless of how much arguing goes on in the internet regarding those titles, um, that's, that's just p- the passionate people is all. Uh, they are the best games ever made, and uh, there are incredibly stupid ways to play them, and that that's really what I like to do. Uh, and, uh, oh, you can find me. I think you have my Twitter handle uh, down below. And uh, Juve is just the channel name on YouTube. Those are really the primary platforms where i spend pretty much all of my time yeah and if i can say real quick uh kind of uh blow some smoke up your up your ass i did find you on tiktok and your tiktoks are very entertaining uh that's uh how i found you and i'm like you know what i i I think i like scrolled through your tiktok went through like five or six i'm like i gotta get this guy on the show (laughs) he's got some really stupid mods and just it's really fun to watch so i also highly recommend your tiktok 
Yeah, I've I've kind of strayed away from uh, TikTok for the most part, especially over the past like month or so, just because the platform is. I don't know. I don't get as much satisfaction out of a 30 second, 45 second uh, video. Yeah. Well, I, I found, I don't really enjoy creating for it that much. Although I'm addicted to using it for. See, I had to delete it for that very reason. I had to delete it (laughs) off my phone. I was using it way too much. I'm getting, I'm getting close to doing that, but uh, guys, thanks for watching and listening to the show. If you miss any part of the show, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you want to join us live, you can do that every Tuesday on twitch.tv slash Danny K at 7 PM central time. If you guys want to be a part of the show, because we're not just interested in your eyeballs and your ears, you guys can answer the question of the week. This week, our question is what is your, I, I, uh, you guys can tell I wrote this on uh, the fly. It's supposed to be, what is your favorite game mod? <laughs> Beautiful. This is, this is what happens when you don't prepare, right, kids? Uh, what is your favorite game mod? <laughs> Go on Wait, ahead. No, I like that question. What is your, what is your game mode? Uh, capture the flag. Halo. <laughs> the best game mode ever. <laughs> ever. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say the best game mode is Modern Warfare 3 Infected. That's uh, not a bad one. That's a good one. Mine is uh, either Sticks and Stones or One in the Chamber. And mine is mine. definitely CTL, Capture the Leader. That's Gears of War shit for you. What a <laughs> what an awesome take on Capture the Flag. I like it when my flag tries to beat the shit out of me in, in response. I like that answer. <laughs> Alternate answer, Operations Battlefield 1. Those are my, Ooh. those are the two I'm going with. Yeah. So let's, I mean, that's a bonus question of the week guys. Let us know the answer to both of those, but also <laughs> let's, uh, let's just talk mods. What's your favorite um, mod for any game? Mendachi. Ooh, that's a hard one. Honestly, right off the bat. Uh, I've had a lot of fun playing uh, Skyrim with a whole bunch of mods. I really enjoyed it when they actually brought over uh, though. It, it, it did take away a lot from the modders that actually worked hard to make uh, some really awesome content for Skyrim, but when Bethesda brought their uh, modding community library over to the Xbox, uh, getting a lot more life out of Skyrim in that sense. Otherwise, um, it would probably have to be, I'd have to throw it back all the way back and go Doom. And uh, everyone making mixed up maps, uh, increased enemy spawns, you know, just like adding a whole nother level to the rip and tear of doom of yesteryear man modders are the whole reason why so many games have been able to persist and and gain that longevity um so it's people like juve and everybody else out there that are also like downloading these mods and trying these games out and giving their feedback um without them like we wouldn't have wild and out shit like that some would even say devil may cry came from uh an exploit found in onimusha and um yeah you got you guys just have all of my thanks for just finding all the goofy shit and making all the cool shit and uh making games that much more fun so thanks juve and everybody else yeah well uh to kind of reiterate uh what you were saying about sort of modders that kind of continue the lifespan of a lot of these games. I know a lot of people like to uh, take the piss on uh, Bethesda's creation engine because Mm -hmm. they've used and reused it uh, so many different times. And before that, it was Gamebryo in uh, 
you know, their previous generation, which was, I think Gamebrio was Oblivion, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas. And then uh, they went to the creation engine for Skyrim and Fallout 4. But what I still don't think they get enough credit for is taking the mod, uh, or not taking the mod, but taking literally the engine that they used to make the game and on day one of the game's release, handing it over to the community and publishing a 20-part YouTube video series that says, hey, here's how you use it. Now uh, go wild, make whatever the fuck you want. And I just think that's really cool. But I, you know, I, I can't really take nearly as much credit and I don't think the people like me can take nearly as much credit as the ones that actually make the mods. <laughs> so I'd have to say my favorite mod ever is uh, a mod that uh, DDM link, he's in chat right now, actually. I got connected with them way, way back when I first started on YouTube. Um, they made a mod called 28 Days in a Bit which was a complete zombie apocalypse conversion mod for Skyrim. And we worked together and I, I threw an idea their way. And I said, this mod lets you play as every species in the entire game. So what if we made a mod that randomly changes which species you play as every 30 seconds or every 10 seconds, you know, lets you kind of configure it. And it was like 48 hours later, he came to me with the first version of it. And so a lot of what I do with him when we do work on mods is I kind of play test it and throw different ideas his way. And I've learned a lot about just how the game engine works and how modding works in general. I'm still not very good with using the actual creation kit, but it's people like DDM who make these things and can make them quickly that really continue the life. Mm. So that, that's that's my favorite mod. Of all. It's the Skyrim Species Randomizer mod. Dope. That is dope as hell. Green, you got an answer? Um, I don't like I rarely play any modded games. Um I think the the funniest thing I've seen though is a, a mod for Skyrim where they took the the dragon at the beginning of the the story and they made it into there's two, there's two different ones. The first one was uh Macho Man Randy Savage. That's <laughs> yeah, that that fantastic. And when he, when he like when he shoots flames in the building, it's oh yeah, shooting the flames. It's amazing. And then the the second one is the same thing, but Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh yeah, love it. Yeah. Love to see it. My the comedic timing of of uh, the comedic timing of Randy Savage is perfect too, because he'll go yeah, and right after flames like shoot out, it's 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 so good. It's Sorry, I'm here for this. No, it's good. I'm it's here good. for that. So cool. Um, my favorite mod for again, like like I said, any games, uh, Pixelmon for Minecraft, introducing Pokemon oh, into Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, Hell yeah, and not this weird NFT thing that like trended over on Twitter over the weekend. Yeah, the the Pixelmon mod, fantastic. It's wonderful. But uh, guys, let us know your answer to that question of the week in the comments down below or in the live chat. You can even tweet at us. Green Elite, what's the Twitter? That is next to nothing PC. Excellent. Uh, one thing I want to one last thing before we get really into the meat of the show is you guys absolutely like shattered some records last week for the show. So thank you all so much for like really enjoying last week's show um we decided we're gonna do a giveaway this week 
uh, just in celebration of you guys shattering records. So <laughs> uh, we'll be doing a giveaway. Uh, I think, let's see. Um, I think I'm going to pick up the, he, he, the plan is, is I'm going to pick up the uh, fuck cancer bundle from humble bundle. And uh, I'll be giving away a game from each of those bundles or from, from that bundle uh, each week that we hit over a hundred views on YouTube. So uh, this week we'll be giving away a copy of World War Z Aftermath. So if we get over a uh, hundred views on YouTube this week, uh, you guys uh, will will uh, continue on the giveaways. We'll start a Gleam giveaway after the show tonight. So if anyone who wants to get entered uh, can do so, make sure you are following the uh, Twitter account to uh, get entered for that. Uh, otherwise. Solid. Let's talk about some mods. Juve. Yeah. Yes. As a, as a mod aficionado, I would say at this point, as a as a mod connoisseur, a, yeah, a, a consumer of the fine arts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have some questions for you uh, uh, related to mods and uh just kind of like generally how you got into it and stuff like, so I guess that's, yeah, that's going to be the first question is just how did you get into mods? Um, so it's, it, it has to do a lot of how I started when I first started making content. Um, you know, by far, I would say the most, like one, one of the more influential creators when I first started making videos was, um, call me Kevin. I, I think I was like, 16 when I first started watching his videos and I and I always really loved his uh, videos where he would just like kind of mess around with people like random strangers in game chat and a lot of the original like stuff I was making was that it was it was you know pretty low quality and I mean like 2010 level YouTube uh, kind of stuff never never trolling but kind of trying to put people in situations that were just funny, right? Like I never wanted to ruin another person's experience, especially because a lot of what I did was on like uh, Gary's Mod roleplay servers or GTA roleplay stuff like that. Um, and you know, doing a lot of that and playing like variety games and stuff like that, I I kind of felt like uh, after a while I was uh, faking it. But I had grown up with uh, you know Morrowind and Oblivion and Skyrim and all the Fallout games, and th those are the games that I've always loved and i don't really have to fake having fun with them and, and i and i there's so many different ways to be creative with them um and when i found uh i found one of my i mean I, honestly one of my best friends nowadays uh mickey d he's a youtuber who does primarily uh morrowind and when i found his channel a long long time ago something just kind of clicked where i was like this is what i grew up with like this is what I want to be doing. Like, and because, you know, on YouTube, the way YouTube kind of works is niching down is important. So I, for a long time, just kind of started plugging away and trying new and ridiculous things to kind of explore what I grew up with and what I knew. And now it's sort of evolved. And, you know, after making a couple hundred videos and just practicing editing over and over and trying new styles and whatnot, I've kind of finally started to get into a, a flow of doing more interesting challenges and whatnot. Which you, which came about from exploring different mods and just stuff like that. Yeah. 
Uh, in I know there's we're probably gonna have a, a significant focus on Skyrim. Uh, but what are some other games that you enjoy modding and uh, exploring and breaking? Primarily, um, yeah, primarily Skyrim. Um, it's certainly like Skyrim and Fallout 4 are certainly the most popular in terms of, I think, just how many people are playing them every day and how many people are consuming content for those games. But there's all there's still an audience for Fallout New Vegas heavily people love fall new vegas i mean every every other week it seems like there's a two and a half hour retrospective breakdown of why fall new vegas is the greatest game of all time that's plastered on my youtube homepage. yeah uh fallout 3 i've started to lean into a lot more because at this point it's like the redheaded stepchild of the fallout family i feel like people forget that fall 3 literally saved the fucking franchise mm -hmm. uh so i've started to lean into fallout 3 a little bit uh, Morrowind every now and then, uh, I haven't gone back to Morrowind in quite a while, but I haven't yet taken and tried to, I guess, break other games outside of Bethesda's circle of titles that they own. I obviously in the future, I would love to, um, but again, you know, kind of the way the YouTube god's work is uh they've made it very clear that they want me to keep making skyrim videos um the most popular video i've ever made actually it was three weeks ago it wasn't really even mod related um i took inspiration from a lot of other creators who uh did a similar sort of challenge but in different games and i said i'm gonna play skyrim and i'm never gonna leave whiterun i'm gonna mm -hmm. stay in this town as long as possible and just kind of document breaking the game without leaving uh it, people loved it so we did that again um i hope i can adopt that challenge into the other titles but overall they're just all 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 of bethesda's umbrella of different games which is why i'm so excited to make a mockery of starfield when that game comes out now hear me out minecraft but with Macho Man Randy Savage Dragon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I wonder if that's a thing. I would be willing to bet that there's a texture oh, pack yeah. that you could download for that. If not, guys, let us know if you can do it. <laughs> um, take take Minecraft and then turn it into Skyrim. Oh yeah, yeah. Just hear, I, hear me out. I feel like someone's done that. Found Probably. It. <laughs> that was go. fast. Found it. That was very fast. <laughs> so someone turned to, someone what? turned the Ender Dragon into a uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. There we go. There we go. Here for this. So real quick, for anyone that's listening or for uh, anyone that's watching the VOD on YouTube, uh, Juve just posted a Reddit thread of uh, Minecraft uh, Dragon. Uh, doing uh the macho man randy savage voice um so <laughs> for anyone who like has been interested in getting into mods or i guess maybe getting past surface level because I, I i've modded skyrim a little bit you know i've done like the uh steam workshop and you know ooh a uh, god sword that let me let like just one shots everything Sure. Let me, you know, down let me download that. Oh, this um UI mod that makes everything really nice to, you know, uh 
manage, sure, why not? But for people who want to like maybe start getting deeper into the modding, uh, what are some good modding practices and uh, some good ways to get into it and and kind of manage your mods and and finding like ones that and finding like errors and stuff like that in terms of like oh this one bricks this one uh this one will cause the save to crash stuff like that well i'm certainly no expert in terms of a very big and deep load order i like like if i'm gonna play skyrim casually i will have no more than five mods i think that there's the base game as it is, especially with the anniversary uh, content that comes bundled in right now, as many jokes as people like to make about how many times they've re-released Skyrim. I genuinely think that the anniversary bundle is a really good deal and it's got some really cool shit in there. Um, but th there's a, there's this thing called uh Wabajack, I think it is. And it, it, it's kind of a way of getting, you know, 500 mod, 1000 mod load orders installed into your game with like a guide in how to do it and it'll overhaul Ooh. like everything and each of them is kind of themed differently i've never really gotten into it i've seen a couple of my friends stream their overhauled you know 5000 mod skyrim uh playthrough i've just never been a big fan of it i think for a 10 year old game it's still one of the most beautiful games i've ever played Highly biased. I know if you zoom into some of the rocks, they look like a four-year-old painted them. But I, I still think that it looks great. Uh, I like the vanilla look of it. I never get too deep with it. But I have ran into quite a few times where I was making a video or trying to combine mods that I've been like, motherfucker, why the fuck? Why does it not? I go into the same spot and it breaks every time. And sometimes you just have to scrap the whole thing and start from the beginning. But uh, in, in terms of best practices, usually... The more you mod, you understand uh, there are a few staple mods, a few frameworks, right? Uh, like Nemesis is a common framework mod that other mods require you to have Nemesis installed. Um, and, you know, you'll have a mod that, let's say you have a mod that changes the entire landscape of the game. Well, any other mods that also change the landscape will probably have some conflicts there or have some issues. I just realized I just put a Brazzers logo up on your stream. Um, but, uh, that, that's kind of the basis of it. You know, if, if one thing changes something, you don't never want two things changing the same thing at the same time. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually something I never thought about of like, if I were to get like deeper into modding, like, especially Skyrim, um, you know, making like, making sure that they aren't pointing at the same thing and trying to do uh like work over each other mm -hmm. makes sense makes sense um it just works it just, <laughs> it just works it just works so you're kind of mentioning like uh you know the frameworks and stuff like that um i kind of like getting more into like some specifics here what are some good utility mods that you found uh, well, the, uh, I actually, uh, this is this is a take that I steal from Todd Howard, but the best mod ever made is Sky UI because the vanilla UI in Skyrim is fucking terrible uh, on PC, at least. It's decent for console, but on PC, it's it's garbage. Um, 
But uh, another one that's actually fairly new is uh, True Directional Combat, I think it's called. And this one does require some of those animation framework mods. Like Nemesis is a big animation framework mod. And what it does is it gives you a much, like, a much more playable third-person camera where if you want to play the game third-person, you know, because Skyrim is a game all about making your guy look like a badass and becoming an, you know, all-powerful god at the end of the game, you know, well, you want to see what your guy looks like. Um, so it, it's like a little bit more over-the-shoulder camera with target locking, and you can see the health bar of your enemy. That one I really, really like. Uh, I think also it edits well sometimes in a video, having the health bar of the enemy right above their head. Um, but I think that's pro those are probably my two favorite mods, True Directional Combat and Sky UI. And then, and then, like, if I'm playing a modded play, that's probably all I'll download. And the rest, I'll just go vanilla. I'm, a, I'm very easy to please. Yeah. Has, in terms of, like, graphical overhauls, has there, like, been one that has blown you away? I don't. I, I don't like uh, graphics mods. That's just mm -hmm. personal, yeah. personal taste. Mm -hmm. Some of them, though, when I do look at them, I go, wow, damn. That looks really good. Yeah. That looks impressive. I, I don't know any uh, specific ones, though off the top of my head i do think for like especially for like tiktok um i think sometimes having a graphics mod or like for a showcase or something having a graphics mod is really really cool mm -hmm. there's a few other uh channels gamer poets is a channel that i follow he does fantastic mod showcases where he'll do like a complete overhaul of let's just say city of white run it's the one everybody knows and his overhaul video will be super cinematic and he kind of tells a story as he goes along through it. And he's got this real deep, sultry cinematic voice as he tells the story and the camera's moving around and zooming in and he explains each mod and it, it all looks just gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can say I found one or two that were like, they upped the saturation. Of it's always the saturation. Yeah. Because yeah. Skyrim is kind of a desaturated. Uh, it's very brown. Very yeah, brown and gray. Uh, not as brown as brown and gray as like Call of Duty, but <laughs> uh, it is right. pretty brown and gray. Um, so I've I've found a few like that. Uh, and then someone in chat, I have to scroll up. Uh, someone said there's one that I recognize the name of. Um, oh, the unofficial patch is number one mud of all time. That's from, uh, I'm going to apologize, uh, Grocklist. Grocklist? Great. Great list? I think it's Cleaste. Cleaste? I think that's how you pronounce it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize for butchering your username. But yeah, I agree. That's one that I've seen a lot of people talk about um, in terms of like just general utility. And uh, there's also the alternative start mod as well that plops you just in a random city you don't have to go through the cutscene. that's a good one yeah now being able to skip that intro <laughs> that's the amount of times i've gone through the intro in the past year is it it hurts it hurts sometimes to go through hey you're yeah. finally awake oh you're, my god you're trying to cross the border right <laughs> um where are they taking us you will never catch me. Yeah, I can recite quite a bit of the quite a bit of the dialogue. That's Ulfric Stormcloak, leader of the Stormcloaks. <laughs> they say um, he murdered the High King. Shouted him up. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> shouted him to pieces. 
Um, but yeah, the uh, th- I would say those are two good utility mods too, just from my experience. Um, so r- right, anyone who has watched your content knows there is just an abundance of silly stuff that you can do with it. What has been your favorite silliest or or the most challenging uh, states you've put yourself in? We did. Uh, this was actually really, really recent. And this one wanted to, for a little bit there, uh, when I make the video, and, and quite a few people commented on this video and were like, oh, God, this had to be brutal. Like, how do you keep a positive attitude throughout? And I'm like, oh, you realize this is a, this is a 12 minute video of what was two, two and a half hour streams. I was fucking pissed at some point. So we did a uh, mod and this was made by DDM where the initial idea of it was, Hey, I want a Jarl in game to spawn every 10 seconds that will be hostile to me, but then hostile to every Jarl that spawns after it, depending on their allegiance in the Skyrim civil war. So if a Stormcloak Jarl spawns, they'll be hostile to me. And then if an Imperial Jarl spawns, they'll be hostile to me and to each other. But every 10 seconds, it was a little too easy because they would just attack each other and not attack me. And I could run through and complete whatever goal I had. So after I did the first level, I messaged DDM and I said, okay, this was way too easy. We need to ramp it up. So I want for the next level, I want each and every single Jarl to have the ability to Fusroda because Ulfric is the only only one that can do it. And then I was like, I also want them to spawn every three seconds instead of every 10 seconds. And then for level three, I want you to make it so they spawn every second. So every second, a new Jarl spawns that has full shouting capability. And just for the shit of it, give them all 300% movement speed. And the, so the, the second objective, well, the first objective we had when it was easy was clear out Bleak Falls Barrow. Everyone knows the dungeon. It's simple to get through. That wasn't too much of an issue. It was funny to see them all fighting each other at the end, but it wasn't much of a challenge. Level two was to kill um, the, uh, you know, the old lady at the orphanage, Grill of the Kind. Yes. She's just, she's just awful. She's like the worst person ever. So my goal was to start outside of that town, get through the town and take her out. That was easy because of how short it was. And then the third level that we did was the one that really kicked my ass was to go all the way up the mountain and follow the path to get to the Greybeards. But with a Jarl spawning every every second and shouting and moving at, you know, mock speed, it was near it was so hard. After I died, you know, 20, 25 times, I eventually just you know, kind of cheated it and gave myself a speed boost and some extra health and stamina so I wouldn't get completely ripped apart. Uh, but that that was good fun. But also at the same time, it wanted me to slam my face into my keyboard a few times because I'd get right around the same corner every time and they'd shout me and I'd go flying off the mountain. Yeah, I popped into your stream when you were doing that one and I could feel the frustration through the stream. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because part of it in in my head, I'm going, I need to, you know, cut this down into a video. And the longer I record, the longer it's going to take to make a video on it, the more painful it's going to end up being. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yo, this video right now, guys, I fucking can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even focus. 
Oh my god, I love this so much. Oh, yeah, been I've been laughing hysterically over here for the past ten minutes. Yeah, this one, this one was so much fun. Yeah, I uh, I spent some time checking out your YouTube before before <laughs> today, and uh, yeah, I uh, I about peed my pants. Honestly, <laughs> there there were a few times like I had to I had to watch you tear apart New Vegas with your voice. Um, I I also caught your White Run uh, 10K gold without leaving white run yeah like you have amazing videos and like you get to play with so many fun mods i um one one thing that i did have you as a as a personal question that i don't think that we have on the docket um where do you personally like how do you kind of uh keep a library of like all all the uh places you would go to try and find information on mods know if they're like decent if they're worth even trying out obviously like it's a lot of it's trial and error but so, you know like yeah. how do you how do you kind of find them like obviously you found that last mod like ridiculously fast so you know where to look so the one uh the stuff that we've done uh the voice challenge um we actually did that originally in fallout 4 the first time we did that was uh so this is uh I, I always refer to him in my video sometimes. I say our our resident channel modder, DDM. Uh, he's he's an incredibly talented modder who's been doing it for a long time. And there's a there's a huge inspiration for the voice challenge stuff, especially from Doug Doug. If you've ever seen his channel, he does a lot of stuff that's voice activated. And it started on Fallout 4, and I just said, hey, is there any way that we could, you know, create some mods that are you know voice activated or how would we go about it so he did a lot of the initial research and there that one took a lot of play testing to get right so we 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 basically the mod really is just an outside program that uh it uses python code um in order to input what words will be detected and which hotkey those words will press and then there's another uh, outside program that actually reads your voice and detects which keywords based on the Python script that's running. And so in the actual game, all it is is numpad one spawns. Uh, when we did it in Fallout 4, it was like numpad one spawns 15 feral ghouls on your location. Numpad two spawns X amount of stuff. And, you know, I say the word that corresponds to a numpad and it calls that mod. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's like one of those things where it seems kind of complicated, but as soon as like you kind of get some knowledge and how it's actually functioning, it really is just kind of like a, a marriage of a couple programs and then just a different way of executing a, a, a sort of command. That's really interesting. The fact that somebody came up with that idea is also like, it's just not how my brain works, you know? So I think that's another reason why I'm so taken aback whenever I see something like that. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's so funny to think of um, because it always goes like, you know, there's an initial conversation where I reach out and go, hey, I got an idea. Can we, can we do X, you know, can we do X, Y, Z? And then I'll wait a couple of days while working on something and DDM usually gets back to me 
impressively quick with like, okay, so this the like super technical jargon that I'll have to be like sometimes, whoa, slow down. Hold on. Layman mm-hmm. terms. You know, give me give me the car facts real quick. Um but I actually have learned more Python from the the new Vegas one especially because I had to rewrite the previous code that I had on the uh, Fallout 4 script that we used and get the hotkeys and stuff like that. Yeah, no, DDM just said in chat, it really does start with, hey, I got another idea. I I use my, my Discord DMs with DDM as essentially just I throw ideas. <laughs> and if we haven't <laughs> chatted in a week or two, I'll be like, hey, update me on like, what are you working on? What's going on? And of of course, like I understand kind of the relationship that we have and I never want to be so overbearing and be like, Hey, you got to do this one right now. This is the one we're working on without him. There is no channel. Mm-hmm. I'm fucked. <laughs> if, if he quits, <laughs> I'm fucked. Uh, so I need uh you know, I, I obviously say whatever you have fun with and whatever project you want to work on, that's what we'll prioritize. But he does carry most of the I'm like an ideas guy. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, man. I mean, obviously there's there's a good like marriage and harmony kind of going on there. Like this is I am having so much fun just watching the video that, that Danny had picked out here, and I can't deal with these my little ponies. Or like you know, smoking a dube and punching ponies across. That was fun. The the, the uh, pale sea. Like I just I can't get over it, man. Like there's so much that I never saw. Uh, someone else in chat was kind of talking about utility mods and like that's kind of primarily what I would focus on. Uh, adding like a couple extra like effects and things like that. Uh, like the real camping. And like adding almost like a survival mode to Skyrim as well as the unofficial uh, patch as well. So like yeah, those, seeing, those mods seeing don't always interest great. me as much as communist mm-hmm. My Little Pony shooting fireballs. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think I think that it had I known that's a game I'd still be playing. <laughs> uh, the craziest part about this video is that all of these mods released in the first year of oh Skyrim. My God. Wow. So, yeah, when Anniversary Edition was announced, that was kind of the idea I had was, okay, let's make the real Anniversary Edition. The Because Skyrim is and has gone on as long as it has, A, because it's a fantastic game, uh, but B, because of the community and all just the dumb stuff that people have made, the memes, the funny highlight videos, Randy Savage. um, And so I wanted to say what's all the crazy shit that people came up with in one year because it's been 10 years and they just get crazier. What's all the stuff that people made in the first year. And that, that was really fun to go through the history of finding the dumbest mods. Obviously there were good functional mods that were made in the first year, but again, that's not necessarily my, uh, it's not really my style. Mm-hmm. So I wanted jeans, sunglasses and an, a blunt while, attacking Justin Bieber dressed uh, stormcloaks. <laughs> Beautiful. I love it, man. I love it. Excellent. So, got one last question here for you, and I understand this might not be like your your exact forte, but overhaul mods. Do you have any good overhaul mods that you'd like to suggest? 
not really the i guess the you know the one i did mention earlier true directional i think it's actually true directional movement i mm-hmm. said true directional combat earlier it's true directional movement that's kind of an overhaul to how the third person camera works mm-hmm. that's that's my favorite um and sky ui is a ui overhaul yeah. that one is i mean it's it's by far the best i've had people come onto my stream the last couple of streams and be like why the hell why aren't you using sky ui Ugh. Use Sky UI. And I'm like, I can't right now because they keep updating the anniversary edition and Sky UI requires the script extender, which breaks every time they update the game. And yeah, I'm also lazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you tried like the, the big Morrowind uh, like overhaul at all? Um. Is that are you are you referring to Tamriel Unlimited? I think it is. It's a mod for Morrowind. Well, there is someone recreated Morrowind in Skyrim, if I remember correctly. Oh, oh God! I, yeah, I, I think I think the entire community is really excited. That's uh, Rebel Size. Um, mm-hmm. Rebel is doing that. Uh, Skywind. Someone or, just... there's so there's Skywind. Skywind there's yeah. Skywind and Sky Oblivion. Uh, I was yeah. thinking of Sky Oblivion. He's the lead developer for Sky Oblivion, and his mm-hmm. streams are. I always actually like tuning into his streams just because it's interesting to see him putting it together and building it. Uh, it's just kind of a, another testament to how passionate the fan base is about the older games. And, you know, a lot of people are always going, man, I wish instead of re releasing Skyrim, they would just make Oblivion again. And I kind of go, Sky Oblivion is probably going to be pretty good. I'm 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 okay with just playing Sky Oblivion when it comes out. Yeah, yeah. Um one that I've played that I can recommend uh while it's not like great in terms of uh the voice acting and some other stuff like that, so the storytelling's a little awkward. Uh but uh Enderall is is pretty decent. That's I've heard overall. I have not tried that one yet and I've heard it's fantastic. Yeah, you just need the base version of Skyrim. It is a completely like new story. New doesn't take place in the in the Elder Scrolls. Yeah, um, in the Elder Scrolls, it just Scrolls. uses the game's engine yeah. and is a different game. There was it's made by the same team actually. Um, there's an overhaul mod for Oblivion, and just like Enderal, it's technically a different game with a different uh, story and lore and whatnot. It just is in the engine. It's Nerim, I think it's called. I played it briefly because I was going to do a video on it way back and scrapped it because it, it just was uh, too slow. It took it in, in terms of like what I would want to do for a video, but I did try that one out and it's, it's impressive to go, Hey, you guys want to just make a game? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else in terms of uh, Skyrim modding? Or just modding in general that we want to mention, talk about? No, I think we covered a good, good, fair, hefty chunk. So, oh, yeah. And I mean, like, we could make an entire podcast about just Skyrim's mods, honestly. So it's like, is this a comfortable, like, depth in the rabbit hole? I think so. It, I mean, it even goes deeper. If if you go even look at Fallout modding, um, mm-hmm. even just as a proof of concept, there was a, a small section of Fallout New Vegas recreated in Fallout 4, and it's 
so it, it, it was the first time I played it. It was shocking. Uh, first off, it made me kind of realize, holy shit, Fallout 4, when you're not in downtown Boston, Fallout 4 is a fucking gorgeous game. Uh, <laughs> but to see New Vegas in like full HD, 60 frames, not crashing every uh, 15 seconds like New Vegas normally does for me, it, it was <laughs> shocking how good it was. Um, downtown, New Vegas, all the NPCs were voiced by text-to-speech, which I got a good laugh out of. But... There's that. There's Fallout London. Another team is putting together basically an entire separate game within Fallout 4's engine. There's a, there's a lot. Then that, that's why I was saying earlier. Uh, you know, people almost forget how popular Fallout 4 is still because the modding for it has has carried it quite a bit. Uh, oh, oh my God! I forgot to mention as well. You asked me what my favorite mod is, and we were so locked into Skyrim, I didn't mention it. Sim Settlements 2 for Fallout 4 is the best mod of any game ever I've ever played. I just forgot to mention it. It it overhauls the settlement system in Fallout 4, so your towns can almost automate and build themselves. You just have to give them, like, caps and supplies. And that mod has spawned people who create blueprints. So you could, like, go onto the Nexus and download a blueprint, like, oh, I want this settlement to look like this and you'll set the blueprint on your town, and as you play the game and revisit the town, it'll build up, and it'll become more sophisticated over time. There's an entire storyline added to it. They just added a sequel to, or like a part two to the original storyline of it, and the characters are good and fully voice acted, and there's choices. It's, it is mind-blowing what Sim Settlements 2 does, and I think anybody who plays Fallout 4, it is a must-have Give it a try. It, it'll blow your mind to see what some people can do. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, Fallout London. That's one on my list that I'm I'm patiently waiting to uh, check out. Uh, Fallout New Vegas is one of my favorite, my favorite games of all time. So I'm kind of like, I, I want to get back into that Fallout format that you mentioned. Um, and then there was another mod for Fallout 4. I think it was uh, Fallout Frontier frontiers where you go to seattle uh it would that was the new vegas mod that one got yeah. a ton of uh that one got a lot of uh really Con- really bad press i yeah. never played it and i i'm not too familiar with all of the controversy around it i know i know it had to do with one of the writers on the team taking a lot of very strange liberties regarding uh like sex i believe yeah and it and it just really weirded people out yeah i I was planning on reviewing it when it came out and like the week before I was set to start it, uh, all that came out. Yeah. It was you're without getting like too deep. Um, yeah, it was definitely something along the lines of someone, uh, maybe putting themselves a little too much into the game and, uh, some of their bad behaviors kind of coming to light. Yeah. And and it seems like the rest of, the team on the project because i mean it's not a company you know this isn't this isn't a this isn't a company with hr and with a head there there's no qa um yeah these are these are just people who are fans of the game trying to put something together that's cool and you know i we don't know all the in-depth drama that may have occurred within the team apparently there was some yeah but i think they're redoing it yeah that's i'm i am that's why I said I, I plan on going into it at some point because it looks like 
they they are scrubbing it and uh, getting a product that the rest of the team feels comfortable with. So that's the yeah, that's they put the drivable most... cars. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> which for people who don't know, there's like no moving vehicles in Fallout Three or Fallout Four. That is all dev tricks. Like, uh, like the tram is just a hat on an NPC that is running. <laughs> like, there's there's nothing that there's no vehicles in. Fallout through your new Vegas. I, what I actually was thinking of uh, for a challenge recently was, can we get that wearable hat and give the entire thing collision detection and make that a challenge? Is like, how far can you get in Fallout 3 with this giant clunky tram attached to your head that connects and like hits everything? <laughs> Just stuck on everything. <laughs> that would be hilarious to watch. I, I hope you can do that. Um, Guys, I think we can take a quick break, take two minutes, and then come back and talk some news. Does that sound okay? Beautiful. Sounds good. All right, guys, we'll be back in two minutes. Stay right there. Hello, Danny is being lazy and has decided to have a text-to-speech robot record this message for you instead of doing it himself. He wants you to know that you can help support the show by telling your friends Telling your friends about the show helps us grow and help more people save money while gaming. It's also free. You can tweet about us, share us on Facebook, or even send a message directly to your friends and family with a link to the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube or leave a comment. That helps tell the algorithm that you like this kind of content and would recommend it. Thanks for watching and listening. The show will resume in just a few moments. P.S. Green Elite has bad taste in Pokemon. All right, and we're back. Thank you guys for letting us take that break. Let's, uh, what do you guys say we get into a little bit of news right now, huh? So this is one that kind of came in last week. Um, But yeah, Elden Ring is probably the most hyped game this year. Probably. I I feel safe in saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's, I mean, it's already taken two awards for how highly anticipated it is. Uh, and because of the fervor that is surrounding it. But with its launch drawing near, there is a bit of a buyer beware that needs to be addressed for anyone who might be getting the game. Um, according to Luke Yui? Luke? Yes. Yui? Okay. Uh, the creator of Blue Sentinel, which is uh, an exploit-fixing mod for Dark Souls 3, the game already allegedly contains an exploit that has been present in Dark Souls Remastered, Dark Souls 2, and 3, that allows malicious actors to take control of another person's PC. Quote, I've had the chance to see code from the closed network test and can already tell you that there are a lot of crashes and vulnerabilities in Elden Ring's netcode. The exact same ones as in Dark Souls 3, actually. So I suspect it's going to take five uh, five minutes for cheaters from Dark Souls 2 to port their scripts to Elden Ring and make release day a hellscape, they said. Um... Another pointed out that uh, the Elden Ring's uh, use of easy anti-cheat will be basically ineffective and will uh, just be an inconvenience for someone to bypass and that vulnerabilities will still exist beyond that wall. So they can still get uh, past easy uh, anti-cheat and still exploit all of those uh, security flaws in the game. Um the game, uh, the the exploit, uh, as it's been reported on several times uh, through numerous publications, is a uh, pretty well-known issue at this point. 
And it's the same exploit that from software and Bandai Namco uh, found or started seeing real issues with and decided to take Dark Souls 3 multiplayer offline for a significant portion of time. I think it might still be down. Uh, Do you guys have confirmation on that real quick? Because I know it was down for at least a week. Like last week it was gone for like at least a week. I don't know if they've ever brought it back up. Uh, We might be going on like two weeks now. I've only ever actually played Dark Souls 1 for a couple of hours. Was, out of curiosity, did you, like, just rage out of it, or? No, I actually, I loved it. Yeah? I, I, I mean, loved it. I was really, really into it. Uh, I just didn't have a ton of time to really invest into it. I, I think it was just a couple of streams where I was just like, you know what, screw it. We're playing Dark Souls. I was going to try and do a video on it, and... I ended up scrapping it, yeah. but I, I didn't realize. Well, f- I mean, first off, who who has the time? Well, who's spending their time doing this? Like, I mean, what's the is there a financial incentive to <laughs> hacking? Uh, well, I guess yeah, if you have control over someone's entire computer. Oh yeah, then it pays pretty well once you steal all of their information. Um, and like that's that's the issue here too. So like uh Luke Yui actually knew about this and by the way, remastered two and three, their PvP servers are still down, but it's only for Steam users. It looks like Xbox and PlayStation users are able to go just fine. That doesn't mean that that exploit is not there for them. It's present within the code. What they're saying is it doesn't pose as much of a threat. There are a lot more loopholes that they would have to go through in order to actually get to anything in systems. It would also uh, require much more of a setup to then, you know, attach to your system and then therefore, you know, attack the other player that you're connecting to via PvP. But um, Luke Yui had known about this for a very long time. And again, like, he pretty much didn't didn't really do anything other than just being like hey developers and the thing about from soft is that there's not really any way to contact them they don't have a front facing customer facing uh you know like send your comments and concerns here they don't have a pr team it's all done through bandai namco so if you're really going to bring this to bandai namco's attention I'm going to tell you right now, like they're not going to give two shits and they're not going to forward that over to Dark Souls developers from soft. So Luke Yui kind of did something that um, there's a, there was a, a team. Uh, yeah. There was a team fortress Two uh, modern known as Delphi D E L F Y. And he found a terrible, terrible game breaking, uh, kind of exploit and he found several of them and he actually made a whole youtube channel not monetized showing people these exploits being like hey this needs to get like fixed now and people were like hey if you really want something done then instead of showing everyone how to cheese the game and make it bad for everybody else why don't you just forward this information over to, you know, say the people that could fix it. And he's like, okay, I hear you loud and clear. That makes sense. And so he started to do that. And he took, like, he stopped doing exploit videos and everything because he truly did just want to see these fixes happen. 
And what happened? Nothing. They didn't listen to him. And so then he started going public, uh, going to different um, reporters and, and, you know, video game outlets that would actually report on this and talk about it. So when it comes to things like this that are so incredibly important, again, this is where modders come through and they find things that can overall make the game a lot better. This is why you pay your Q&A team. This is why you listen to them. This is why you don't rush things. Not that FromSoft has probably ever rushed a damn thing in their entire career, but this is, this is you know... It's it's the first box you have to check. Like, hey, can someone steal everything that someone has with our game? And uh, if the answer is yes, do not ship. Must fix immediately. So at apparently, least they're listening. Apparently it's so bad that they took the online tags uh, for Dark Souls 3 off mm-hmm. of Steam. Yep, yep. Like, I don't know how bad it is, guys. Like, they haven't said, uh, but it could literally be down to the root. Uh, so that being said, uh, a lot of what people had just kind of, um, I guess, like, figured as, like, while looking through Elden Ring's footage, as well as, you know, we got the network test a little over a month ago, and people are like, yo, this is straight up the Dark Souls 3 engine. If that's true, then yeah, every exploit that we've seen that has worked on Dark Souls 3 to whatever is likely going to be present in Elden Ring. So I honestly, I'm kind of surprised we haven't gotten uh, a lot of press saying, hey, this is actually going to be pushed back quite a ways. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, uh, there's a myriad of issues with uh, Dark Souls 3. Luke, Luke Yui had like reported them to devs and publishers back in 2019. Like, but the majority of the major exploits and vulnerabilities were not patched out then. So, again, buyer yeah. beware at this point. You know, wait a little bit before you uh, really dive into Elden Ring's PvP. You know, really see uh, where it's at you know, at release and uh, try to find steps that, or, you know, find the steps that you need to take to protect yourself and your data. Um, Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the best advice I can give. Uh, Juve, any thoughts, opinions that you wanted to share? Oh, I mean, it's, it's 2022. When have we ever seen a AAA title shipped with issues? I don't see the problem here. (laughs) What's the need? They got their pre-orders. Mm-hmm. I think they're okay to ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> Life so, as a Battlefield fan is pain. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a question here in the chat. Uh, are these issues just super hard to fix, or is it just developers not listening to the community? And the answer is, I don't know. Mendachi, have you seen anything uh, on that on that front? Are these, like, like just in, like, deeply integrated problems or are these uh like we just need to uh swap a few uh you know ones and zeros around kind of thing yeah so it's definitely not a band-aid fixable issue sadly um 
seeing as how they have gone dark, the last time that they actually said anything publicly was January 23rd. So it's been a little over two weeks now. Uh, and you can bet that they've had people just working full 50, maybe even 60 hour weeks trying to get to the bottom of this ahead of Elden Ring. Um, they have, it's it, at this point, with the way that Luke Yui has kind of tackled this issue, it's not so much that they are not listening to the community. And at this point, it would be impossible to say, oh, I didn't know about that. It's there. And it's kind of funny because um, I actually unwittingly uh, kind of joined into a, a sort of online uh, return to Dark Souls 2. It was um, Return to Majula. And so I started a Dark Souls 2 run just thinking, yeah, I mean, it's the one Dark Souls game I haven't played. And uh, so everyone joined in and it got really big. And then all of a sudden, like, I think it was like a week after I started my playthrough, it was like, you can't connect a server. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And everyone else started reporting on this. And yeah, I think that it's literally, it might be baked in, man. Like it's, it's in there deep. Well, they got to rework the code. Yes. Yeah. They had to rework yeah. the code with while also maintaining the integrity of the rest of the code. Yeah. And I mean, like, I spend most of my time playing Dark Souls bitching because of uh, hitboxes not making a lot of sense. And, like, that's typically a pretty easy fix. So thinking about something that is so integral to how a game works being wrong and potentially dangerous to players that would actually be playing it... Um, I'll be honest, I don't have a ton of faith in how this is going to be handled like uh, in, in a quick and efficient fashion. FromSoft is a very small team. So it's it's one of those things, cross your fingers, uh, wish them the best. And um, again, like Danny said, this is a buyer beware or purchase and turn off, uh, play offline the entire time unless you hear otherwise. I wonder, um, you know, I wonder, I guess we'll just have to see, right? Have there been any cases, right, in Dark Souls 3 where somebody has said, hey, I got all my information stolen um, because of Dark Souls 3? Or is there a difference in playing a private match with a friend or two versus having your match open to just random people joining? Mm -hmm. So right now, what it is, is uh, thankfully, we didn't find this exploit because someone has had their information stolen. It was, hey, looking at this and how this works, there is potential that could allow a hacker to literally just completely take control of your entire system. Uh, and like that goes from getting right down into your uh, your like being able to boot someone's tower after they walk away and accessing it from there or remote viewing through webcams, um, turning on their mic, turning off any other systems, stuff like that. It's, it's very, very wild. Um, as far as uh, anything else goes, bleh, big old shoulder shrug, buddy. Yeah. I, ha I don't recall anyone reporting that they that this exploit like was used against them yeah. uh it makes me wonder like a part of this where uh you know 
from and Bandai Namco kind of just didn't really do much with this. Uh, it makes me wonder how the if there's a bug bounty system in place mm-hmm. uh, for them, right? Because there is like a lot of software developers have bug bounty programs where you can, if you are, uh, you know, knowledgeable enough to find vulnerabilities and bugs that you can turn those in for a reward, depending on how bad the vulnerability is. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ooh. I don't know. I, don't... I grew up watching dog, the bounty hunter. I should probably get into that. <laughs> <laughs> we got to pray about it first. So buddy, yeah, it... Make, I... form the circle. I was going to say, are you going <laughs> to uh, form a circle around the code and, yeah dear lord i hope you can help this code turn its life around (laughs) get this code off ice get this code off ice um any other thoughts on this uh on this vulnerability situation here that's all i got man is just i'm just as excited as the next guy it looks amazing uh i've played a lot of FromSoft's games this news is really really iffy man uh just just be it's, careful it's certainly sketchy uh bringing uh bringing skyrim mods back into the mix isn't it funny how so many mods in skyrim are designed to make the game play more like dark souls and now we have elden ring which is essentially dark souls with like a skyrim overhaul just thrown into or like like an open world kind of it, it, it is basically dark souls and skyrim combined at least that's that's the impression i get from it which is that's an awesome combo right yeah i would also say uh if you're into mods you're into dark souls and you haven't heard of dark souls cinders you need to do that right now because they've pretty much taken dark souls one two three bloodborne and some uh portions of sekiro and they have literally just mashed them together with all the best bits uh like a a true leveling system a great magic system and like that's it's insane but the uh the problem with cinders is it's such a massive project it's constantly changing so the cinders that you end up playing say today will be different from the cinders that you would maybe check out and say like a month nice yeah that's interesting um Cool. Uh, do you guys want to go on to our next story? Oh Absolutely. Boy. I've been oh waiting for boy. this all night. All right. So You've let's talk about it. Let's talk about the future of Google Stadia, which is the Schrodinger's <laughs> cat of gaming platforms. But it seems like Stadia is edging closer to the to death as uh, new reports from Business Insider are indicating that Google is planning on turning the service into a white label streaming platform to be licensed by other businesses complete with a rebrand to Google stream. Uh, the licensing yeah. deal will allow Google to sell its tech to other publishers like Capcom, for example, under their own branding and with their own pricing tiers, allowing companies to enter into the game streaming market without building and investing in their own streaming infrastructure. According to employees familiar with the project, about 20% of the focus, quote, 20% of the focus was on the consumer platform, end quote, and with the rest focusing on proof of concept work for Google's stream or for Google stream. 
Uh, it is also worth noting that exclusive titles for Stadia are no longer a part of the business model, and it seems Google will be withdrawing from that side of the business altogether, which makes me wonder what's going to happen to the Splash Damage game and if Splash Damage is just going to go back to Dirty Bomb. Please go back to Dirty Bomb, Splash Damage. Fix it. I, I <laughs> hope you don't. I uh, really, really hope you don't. Also, if you guys are playing the next to nothing uh, drinking game, go on ahead and take a shot. Um, <laughs> I just would like to, uh, you know, give it up to Google Stadia uh, for joining legendary, legendary platforms like uh, the Soulja game and the Ouya <laughs> in utter catastrophe, utter catastrophe failures. You know, at, at the very least, Google Stadia wasn't crowdfunded like the Ouya was. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to lie. Ouya presents... A much better, especially nowadays with how popular mobile gaming is. I think Ouya, it just was bad timing. The market wasn't ready for a console that only plays mobile games. Nowadays, <laughs> maybe maybe things change. Maybe the Ouya needs to come back and take what Google Stadia failed to do. Yeah. I I kind of want to see, like, with... Uh, uh, like Amazon Fire TVs, you can natively play Amazon Luma on, which is Amazon's game streaming thing. But I want to see more games on like smart TVs because like Roku is just Android. Like, why can't we play some like some Android games on a Roku TV, like just native? I don't get it. I don't get it. I Anyways. feel like this is just an excuse from you to play Dual Links on your TV. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. You there's, are. <laughs> there's certainly, I mean, Google Stadia, you know, it's it's it'll it'll die and it'll go away, but there are certainly going to be successful iterations of what Google Stadia tried to do. I would think that Microsoft probably pulls it off and says, "Here, if you get the Xbox TV for, it'll probably be twice the cost of a normal console." But I I guarantee at some point in the future, the Xbox TV will come with the Game Pass subscription. You won't even need the damn console. You just turn on the TV and you pick a game and go. That's that's I think that'll be that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah I oh, can yeah. see that. Yeah, I, I do have to say the one person that I I've played with that was on a Google Stadia is going to be crushed. Okay. <laughs> but they were in Spain and it actually worked for them because they have fantastic Internet. Yeah. So, of course, the. Yeah. The only person who I and I, I haven't like had anything beyond like a Twitter conversation is um, Eric from uh, Games Nexus, uh, the uh, website that Elliot argues uh, writes for. Uh, mm -hmm. Like their editor in chief over there really like Google Stadia. I think his name is Eric. I'm, I, I feel really bad if he's listening to this and I fucked up. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this honestly isn't, like, surprising for anyone who's even been paying moderate attention to Google Stadia. The technology was interesting. Uh, it's still in its infancy, though, and not a lot of people are going to spend premium dollars on it. Uh, I think we've had this conversation, I don't know, probably a half dozen times Multitudes. at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was not long. It, it was not long after Google Stadia was announced where Xbox goes, Hey, this is xCloud. It does what Stadia does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, and you don't have to buy all your games again. Yeah. Amazon, you know, what is, you know, doing the same thing. 
and Luna. Yeah, Luna. Uh, or is it Luma? I don't remember which. I, I thought it was, it was Luna. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, and you know, with with Luna, you didn't have to get a Chromecast. You know, a high. You know, the expensive version of the Chromecast to use it. You could just do it with your Fire Stick. Or if you had a Fire TV, like it was just like that much easier to do. Um, you know, GeForce Now, GeForce Now, which was a lot easier to to start and get into. Cheaper, free, and cheaper, hundred yeah. percent free. Yeah, and you didn't have to buy any games. Yeah, so so, which is funny. It, the funniest thing is when I first made the next to nothing Twitter page. Um, I marked like one of the topics, like the topics of of concern or like uh, what I want to see as, as gaming. And I shit you not for the first two months, it was nothing about nothing but posts of people talking about how great stadia is. Oh God, the stadia bots invaded. And and like every time I'm like, who paid you to say this? (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. nobody cares this much about stadia. Like there's not this amount of people that even play Stadia. You, you can't tell me that I get a thousand tweets a day of people like, "Oh, I can't wait until hopefully you put this game on Stadia because it's so fun. Stadia is so great." Like, fuck you. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> Lies. I, I had a coworker that was really, really excited for Stadia, and I, I do. I feel bad for the people who saw Stadia. I mean, Stadia was the first one to kind of say video game streaming. Um, they kind of had their foot in the door to present the idea and get people excited about the idea of not actually using physical hardware to play your games other than the controller. And so I do feel for, you know, the people who initially got excited and hyped and kind of attached their excitement for the technology to the brand of Stadia. And that's where they got really burned because immediately after Stadia did it, uh, or announced it, Xbox was like, hey, we're doing it. Fuck you. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I do remember, I mean, he like looked at me at work like, Stadia, three more days. <laughs> three more totally days till the future. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, I think uh, as, as I've said before, uh, in many years of doing the podcast, is like, it's, it's just too niche. Um, yeah. There, like it pitched a lot to people who already have consoles or PCs. Um, instead of pushing it to the right area, like people who can't really afford, um, to like purchase a console or 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 a PC, um, especially PC because PC is expensive. Um, but then again, it also it's a a, a great idea for like designers and in CAD and uh, video editing and stuff like that, they should have pushed this technology a different way. A hundred percent. I agree. You stole what I was going to say. I was going to say, it was like, imagine, uh, you know, editing a full length video from your cell phone. Yeah. yeah. With that technology, they could have easily done that. Like, but like, well, I feel like that'd be miserable. Well, my screen's too small. <laughs> well, like, like let's say you're working in that field, right? Of like editing and stuff like that, and like you're away from the office, but something comes up, and you're like, oh, hold on, I can pull up my phone and and fix that real quick, you know? So, or my tablet or my my Chromebook. Totally, actually, hundred percent. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And 
but they pushed it to gaming because gaming is a big market. Yeah. Like the other idea I always thought would be good for it is like, imagine like having to run like a 3d CAD program. Like you're like a civil engineer or something like that. And you're out and you're like, Oh, okay. I need to be able to like render this thing. Like I can see what we need to do. I have the specifications. I can do the measurements and then I can go into the CAD program in the field have the 3d modeling stuff right there because 3d modeling is a very, you know, high processing, you know, processing, uh, intensive, uh, set of demands. Like that's yeah. the kind of technology that's like the, that's where they should have taken the technology to start with and then push it to gamers. <laughs> or imagine like yes. 3d modeling, like you're out and about and you see something that looks really cool. as like a hobby, like a, a enthusiast 3d printer. Yeah. Um, and like scanning something with your phone and then having like a program through that technology to like render it in blender. So that way when you get home, you can, you can put it to your blender or whatever 3d modeling software you use and then you know, save it to your SD or, or throw it right on your 3d printer. It'd yeah. be great. Yeah. yeah. Like done correctly and like allowing you to use any say third party, uh, hardware for a controller and now all of a sudden and like you throw in say like a like a 5g chip and let's just say ipad right and uh if we are talking gaming so yeah like any any bluetooth or wireless controller or whatever you have now just beaten out the capabilities and battery life of the nintendo switch of the ps vita the psp and like everything else that has ever come before it, you know, like I, I, I understand that maybe initially that was their idea, but when you say like, like Hey, um, you need to put full faith into this project. Oh, and also we're going to be terrible about telling you everything about it. And, uh, first impressions are it fucking sucks. Give us your money. We promise it's going to be good. did ask for a lot up front yeah oh yeah yeah the that founder was... bundle initially was like 125 dollars yeah that in each game you had to like yeah buy again except for destiny 2 because destiny except... 2 went free to play except for destiny 2 yeah and that but was if a... you wanted the expansions and dlcs you gotta pay for those yeah that was a whole conversation we even had about like why were they running it the way that they did because you know, you're asking for an investment for something that people feel like won't be around for a while. And I mean, here we are having this conversation. I mean, we had that conversation in 2018, 2019, mm -hmm. where the, you know, that we were questioning, like, would you put, you know, would you spend $60 uh, on a game on a platform that you don't know will exist in, you know, two years? It's not like buying a console where if you buy a game, you can always upload, you can always play, you know, p power up the console again. You know, you spot, you, you know, it just, it's gone into the ether. Poof. Like smoke. It was yeah. a cash loan to Google only. Yeah. One might say even that these games have a worth assigned to them only by Google and they tell you how much they're worth and then you purchase them for that amount of money and then they're only worth that much while you can access them while they belong to you until they just no longer exist like some sort of non-fungible token get the fuck out I was of here. I was waiting I was waiting for someone to make the uh 
the NFT comparison. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, hey, like an NFT, you have the receipt to the item that is technically owned by uh, something, something yeah, else. Yeah. yeah. Hey, get the receipt. Problem. Yeah. So where do your where do your games gaming. go? Nowhere. They just kapoof. if you're a stadia if you're a stadia guy, yeah, or girl, uh, and you purchased. Let's say you spent. You went all out. You bought every single game, every single AAA game, every single stadia exclusive. You know, you shelled out and spent all three hundred dollars for the five uh, Google Stadia games that have ever been on the platform, <laughs> and what happens to those games? Where do they, they go? Live, they live on as numbers on your bank account statement as <laughs> red for they came out of your account once. Well, that's the biggest issue right now is the, uh, in, in, in my mind, with online gaming, is you're not buying the game, you're buying the license to play that game. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the, the, the biggest thing that, that Google Stadia took the opportunity of was purchasing the license to play that game on stadia um so that game is not technically yours you're just allowed to play it yep and that has been like the biggest issue to come like uh to come out of like online gaming um no no matter that it's like convenient that you buy a game on steam and put it on you know put it on your yeah you mean like digital versus physical ownership exactly It's like you're you're not actually buying the game, you're buying that license. So like it, you know, for God forbid Steam goes away in five years. It's the same concept. But yes. Steam uh, Steam is so rock solid that Steam's never gonna go away. Stadia was just too new to be willing to like actually take that risk. Well and its foundation in my mind, was at least. built on shake yeah, the, the foundation was built on shaky ground. Every every purchase is based on faith. And when you can't instill faith in the consumer, they're not gonna purchase. And you are like you should absolutely not purchase something you don't have faith in. Like, yeah, you can't be faulted for that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and the difference between like Steam and Stadia is, you know, Steam might be might go down but I can still download those files if I, and if I have to, you know, for whatever reason, if I have to crack that DRM, when I download those files to access my purchases, you know, I can do that. Stadia, you don't have those files on a hard drive. There's no DRM for you to crack because the platform itself is the DRM. You are, you are downloading that game from the cloud as you play it. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's where it's like just gone. It's, it's ethereal. It's, uh, it's, innocuous enigmatic it's always uh, i've always thought that the whole stadia and cloud gaming revolution i guess now it it, it's not necessarily a revolution in order to be a successful revolution you have to have the majority of people on your team but the sort of uh breakout of cloud gaming it's so funny to think about when you know you go back in time 10 years and xbox pretty much tanked their entire new platform launch because they were they they kind of put their foot in the door way too early and were like mm-hmm. online 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 oh you want to play offline games because you're overseas in the military we'll buy a fucking xbox 360 <laughs> idiot like what what it was it was crazy for people to think about and you fast forward 10 years and they were like hey Remember when you guys were all pissed off about it? Well, it's cool now. 
<laughs> Juve, would right, you say though. that Google didn't print enough pamphlets? Oh, print enough pamphlets. Uh, that's a reference to Korg's uh, revolution. So it's starting a revolution, but he didn't print yeah, enough yeah. pamphlets. From uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, uh, apologies. Yeah. I, uh, my only interaction with the MCU Meryl. is my current ongoing binge of Netflix's Daredevil series. So I watched uh, I watched a little bit of uh, yeah I'm on season three now it has been it has mm. been pretty fun um, I watched a little bit of Civil War uh, I saw the new Spider Man movie mm. and that's about it never yep. seen Avengers uh, <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> never watched Endgame on, I think Danny Kaye is in the same boat please uh, watch Luke Cage please watch Luke Cage I heard that one was really. Ass, wasn't it? No, no, Jessica Jones isn't great, and Iron Fist is pretty bad, but Luke Cage fucking kicks ass. So good. Rock. I heard Jessica Jones was good. Jessica uh, Jones, boring. at least the first the first season is pretty good. Yeah, because um, you got David Tennant. They did uh they did Iron Fist real dirty though. Yeah, that was bad. They they fucked that up. And I'm very upset. Are these I'm available on Stadia? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. No, no, it's a property crossover that won't happen. Damn. Oh, damn. So, guys, I think that's our stadia conversation. I think we've said everything that we could probably say about it. The five people are just like that play stadia are just like on 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 the main deck, just with violins, just going down with the ship. Like it's kind of like I love stadia. It's kind of like playing an MMO out through its last day i mean if, if you're getting home from work let's say you had a real late shift today you got held over it's 8 30 are you really going yeah i'm gonna hop on stadia <laughs> squad hey you guys getting on tonight yeah i know hey we only have two more months until graduation <laughs> or whatever it is do you we're running out of time do you think they're gonna get stuck in there like uh the anime overlord oh <laughs> Yeah, they're going to stay on past the uh, server shutdown and then become a god in a harem anime. Yep. Like one last stadium makeout before it all goes down. <laughs> Yo, but man, what do I we do? We only have 30 minutes left. I love you. <laughs> I love there you. was a big thing with the Halo oh, the Halo 3 servers uh, when 360 shut down a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Like every Everyone booted up their 360 and like, got on Halo 3 for the last time. Which is funny because the Master Chief Collection is going to have Halo 3 on PC. So it's not really dead. Right. It's just paused for now. Seems over dramatic, man. Oh, it was very dramatic on TikTok. Yeah. I, I had seen a lot of people get very dramatic over it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it exists. It's, it's, it's out there. I, I haven't played uh, Master Chief Collection in quite a while. I uh, just haven't had time. I, I, I love Halo. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why it's like the 360 servers are shutting down. You can just go play Master Chief Collection if you want to play Halo 3. It's right there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's right there. So, uh, yeah, I think, guys, let's uh, go on ahead and wrap up the show this week then. Um, Juve, let's start with you. Go on ahead for anyone who might have missed the uh, start of the show. Who are you? What do you do? Where can people find you? And anything that you want to plug? Uh, before we end out the show today um hey i don't have too much to plug unless you want to uh follow me on twitter for elder scrolls shit posts and whenever i link like a 
a new YouTube video or for blazing hot gaming takes, which I still haven't figured those out yet. They don't do too well on Twitter. <laughs> but I am a... I don't want to pinhole myself as just an Elder Scrolls creator, but I mostly focus on, yeah, Elder Scrolls and Fallout, or as I like to say, the best games of all time, and I like to play them in the dumbest ways possible. Uh, that's that's my whole shtick, at least for now, while, uh, while, it, while it works for me. Um, and that's, that's, pretty much, uh, that's pretty much all I have. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute blast, guys. Uh, Juve's YouTube channel will be in the description of this episode, so make sure you go check him out there. Drop him a subscribe. Uh, comment on all of his videos. Like all of his videos. Um, tell him that we sent you in his uh, in his comments. Uh, represent us well. Don't be dicks. Okay. <laughs> yes, can go ahead and be dicks. I've I've, I've heard I've heard it all, <laughs> especially because of TikTok. <laughs> Let's put it let's put it this way. I've never like laughed like to the point of like almost at tears from a video that Danny's played while while talking about a subject. Before. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that so. was that was the true struggle green. Like we were out here struggle busting hard trying to trying to just deliver a great podcast episode, but you got Juve's video in the background and I'm staggering. I am staggered. <laughs> I obviously I appreciate that. It's actually one of the weirder experiences. Um, there was a there was a video I had on TikTok. Actually, crazy to think now. It's almost been a year since I posted this, and it was the first video I ever had get like ton of hits on it. And it was just a short. It was like a fake stream donation, just joke that I told. And the chat donation was like, "Hey, Juve, got any book recommendations for my book report at school?" And I was playing Hunt Showdown at the time. And if you're familiar with Hunt Showdown, there's a lot of these dogs that you'll find in game. game. And I was like, I was like, oh, you should check out Old Yeller if you haven't. It's an incredible book. Spoiler alert. And right when I said spoiler alert, I just brained this dog in front of me and like the video cuts off. Uh, It was such a funny joke. In fact, it was stolen so many goddamn times on that platform. It was very frustrating to see. But uh, I liked that video. Shit, what was I, what was I gonna say? Uh, what was the question one more time? This this all had a point to it. Oh, just telling people to uh, or you know, go check you out and plug you and not be dicks. Oh no, damn it, damn it! I had a total different. Uh... No, uh, not be dicks in the uh, in your comments. That was the main thing. Mm-hmm. And then it spiraled to TikTok, That's which cool. then we found out that you also like Hunt Showdown, and I love Hunt Showdown, and I've. I haven't, I haven't played it in a really long time, but yeah, no, it's a it's a fantastic game. Uh, I forgot I forgot the main point that I was trying to make. God damn it! It's okay. <laughs> you can you can uh, let us know the main point you're gonna make in the YouTube comments. Yeah, uh, but, Mr. Uh, okay. I, I I I did just want to say though, I, I appreciate you guys having me on, and you know, kind of uh, especially when you reached out and why I wanted to do the show was. Um, your your initial sort of a pitch for the show was like, hey, here are the kind of the topics we want to talk about. Uh, we we like to do, you know, kind of gaming on a budget is sort of our main shtick uh, because just sort of the way the internet works and whatnot um, with podcasts in general, like a lot of times podcasts like this, the topic kind of turns into like, oh, what are your, what are your tips for like, editing or like youtube and and tiktok and stuff like that and those conversations are kind of boring (laughs) like Mm. i 
I, I, I appreciate that we just kind of talked about the interesting topics and stuff like that. This, well, this was fun. Our biggest thing is like we are not a, a podcast for streamers mm-hmm. we're a, or editors. We are a uh, podcast of streamers and editors. See, Who there's so many by streamers for streamers. We're talking Twitch growth. Like, uh, yeah. how many yeah, times we, we don't this do conversation? We've talked about like video like, games. Twi- we've talked about Twitch stuff before, but it, it's only in relation to your wallet. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, Green, what do you got coming up on your channel, dude? Uh Hunt Showdown and probably some Escape from Tarkov, and I'm probably gonna be touching Destiny sometime this week. I've been I was gonna play God of War today, um, since I have I didn't get to play it on PS4. And uh, my internet pooped, so I, oh. I said I'm going to uh, um, eat myself into the void and uh, not reappear until the podcast started. So uh, here I am, fresh out of the void, and I hope I uh, hopefully I can uh, pull some stuff out this week. Yeah, um, for for YouTube, TikTok, uh, and and your streaming pleasure. Um, you can catch me on Twitch.tv forward slash Mr Greenlee, and everything else is Mr Greenlee. TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, except for Instagram, Instagram's TTB, Mr. Early, because I don't want to talk about it. Someone stole my shit. <laughs> uh, Mendachi, what's coming up with you? Yo, I just realized that that overlay is still uh, Mendachi underscore TTV. My Twitter is at only Mendachi, and uh, I follow a lot of indie devs and uh, indie projects. So if you guys ever wanted to kind of get some scoops on uh, the little guy, I also like to take a look at those on stream. Currently, the one that has really uh, got me uh, 100% is Vampire Survivors. With a name like that, it is a lot cooler than it sounds. Um, And I can't wait to talk about that likely next week. Um, I will be playing that some more this week, likely starting tomorrow with a, with a stream of a few runs of that, uh, followed up by Friday, hopefully, if I'm not just dead-ass tired, uh, I'll be playing some more Metroid Dread, or I might pop something else in. So Saturday is kind of our wild card day, so we'll see from there. But definitely those two for now, and that's at twitch.tv backslash Mendachi. M-E-N-D-A-C-I-I. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, coming up on my channel, um, probably some Hunt Showdown, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel, and my dad wanted to play some... Uh, he wanted to play some Age of Empires. So we might pull up some Age of Empires oh, this uh, this coming weekend. That's um, a dad game for sure. Oh, it Age is. of Empires, that whole series. Oh, yeah play with i play with him all the time well not all the time but yeah his dad and him uh uh do like a a thing every once in a while they'll they'll play against each other and it is a long running i bet on uh daddy k every time stop Mm. calling him that he's daddy k K and you know it that is not hate that so much daddy <laughs> daddy so yeah that might be that might be coming up in the future um otherwise guys you can follow me on twitter uh and you guys can subscribe to me on youtube i think that's gonna do it for tonight guys uh thank you guys for watching and listening uh we always appreciate your time with us uh, but of course, we're not just interested in your time. You want to know your thoughts and opinions too. So anything that we talked about this week, go on ahead and let us know. 
in the YouTube comments what you think about it. Or you can answer the question of the week, which is, what is your favorite mod? And also our, our bonus question, which was, um, what is your game mode? Um, <laughs> so go on ahead and answer those two uh, questions in the uh, in the YouTube comments or on uh, Spotify. Uh, if you guys miss any part of the show, you can uh, take us on the road. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you guys want to catch us live, we are live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on twitch.tv slash K. If you guys like what we do, drop a like or subscribe and ring that bell. That really does help us out a lot on YouTube. But the number one next level top tier way to help out the show is by telling your friends. Um, don't forget that we will be running a giveaway this week to celebrate how well uh, last week's video did. If we hit 100 views on this episode, we'll do another giveaway next week. So really do make sure you guys tell your friends. Uh, make sure you follow the uh, podcast on Twitter at next to nothing PC in order to uh, see the uh, giveaway details. Other than that, guys, stay safe, stay healthy, keep fighting the good fights, and we will see you guys again next week. Bye. Thanks, love you. <laughs>